BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage all you want. Level 3. This is Sports Rage. I am Ramsey. George Kurtz, uh, King with us just for a couple of more moments and just talking about Justin Jefferson. He said that's his number one wide receiver. So listen, guys, uh, Jefferson's prop, we'll get into his prop, but I like his yardage uh, prop over uh, this year. I'm not going to play a ton of player props, but he's one of the players that I like a lot. George, I'm looking uh, right now at Fantasy Pro's consensus rankings. Jonathan Taylor is um, the number one. Do you buy into that? Is he the slam dunk number one if you have the number one pick in a fantasy draft? Yeah, I'm taking Taylor number one. Uh, running back's hard to pass up here. And every time I hear Frank Wright talk, though, I want to strangle him. Oh, it's not necessary to make him uh, have all these yards, get all these carries there. Shut up, Frank. Give the ball to Jonathan. I got to tell you, bro, the rest here of the top, so I'm looking at this list, and I don't know if you agree with it, but – Christian McCaffrey, too. There's no way in hell I would draft Christian McCaffrey. All right. Three is Derrick Henry. Do you have faith in Derrick Henry to be projected this high now? Uh, I have more faith in Henry than I do uh, CMC. Yeah. uh, I'm not worried about He had one injury. All right. That's more of a fluke than anything else. Let's face it. (laughs) That... That offense has to go through Henry in Tennessee, so he's going to get a touch. He's going to get the touches, yeah, we know that. Dalvin Cook, injury concerns with Cook, or are you buying Cook? He gets hurt every year. We know he's going to miss two or three games it's every year, so you can't be surprised by this. Uh, it's after probably, once again, the top two, Taylor and Henry. That And this is unusual for me. I've been doing this a long time. Now it's when I'll start looking wide receiver. For the first time, I think yeah. ever, I am, yeah. I am on board with taking a wide receiver in the first round. I'm thinking the same thing. Like, to me, George, exactly. Like, I'd rather have Justin Jefferson than Derrick Henry. I'd rather have Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. I'd rather have Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler. Right? I'd rather have Justin Jefferson and Joe Mixon. Uh, the Najee Harris. The Nick Chubb. You see it every year. Half, I mean, if you take uh, ten, your top ten running backs, half are going to get hurt. Every year now. It's every yeah. time. And receivers don't get hurt as much. They just don't. And everything's built for the passing game in the NFL. So I understand the, the move to take wide receivers. I do. And then you get the, the Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase uh, run uh, right there. All right. How about those Dodgers tonight, George? I got burnt tonight. I had a Cardinal Dodger parlay. Sucks. You know what? I got, I got burnt too. So uh, it is what it is. But they, they won me. They, you know, ever since I've been back on board, they're really yeah, good yeah, to yeah. me. So I'm not going to burn for one game. Not gonna burn no, that's the game. thing. I, you I'm can't okay. get mad at them. No, no. It's, it's exactly. You, you can't get mad. So the Cardinals, George, they've won eight in a row. Um, they won one nothing tonight on Pujols' home run. <laughs> so Pujols they're one eighty six. Give me a one hitter. 
Yay. Yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. I'm Montgomery. Yes, unbelievable. 4-0 now uh, with the cars. Uh, they're 186 with Wainwright on the hill here in the afternoon. It's an afternoon game. They probably win again. They, I think they will. They're playing the Cubs, right? Uh, Wainwright versus Assad. That's who they're playing here. I mean, this way, there's no way the Cardinals are going to lose this division. They're playing Chicago. Then they throw three against Atlanta. Then they play Cincinnati for three. Chicago for three. Washington for four. Pittsburgh for three. Then two against Milwaukee. Yippee. Cincinnati for four. Then you get San Diego with Dodgers. Another trip out west. That hurts. Uh, but they finish up with six. They finish up with six. Hold on, Chris. Pittsburgh. The late night anger management class. This is Sports Ridge. I am Gable Morancy. Sirius XM Channel 159, a mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. George Kurtz King with us just for a couple of more moments. Then we got Rick Saratella joining us uh, from Atlantic City. Um, all right, so we'll talk NFL football with Rick Saratella, NFL Drop Bible SI.com. Uh, George, St. Louis Cardinals have won eight in a row. Everything's falling into place for them right now. People talk about Wayne Wright being old while well, he's still good. Albert Pujols is uh, drinking uh, from the fountain of youth uh, right now. Montgomery, I don't know what the hell's going on with this guy, but he's been unhittable since he's uh, he went to St. Louis. They're minus 186 overnight right now at FanDuel. Hard to want to get in front of this team. And also, they own the Cubs. All right, They've beaten them nine of the last 11 times now that they played at Wrigley. That's an early game, so you and I both agree that we don't want to get in front of the Cardinals, but I'll ask you, Mr. New York Yankee fan, about the end. And George uh, was on the Mets tonight, so he's not a homer better. What about tomorrow with Walker and Montas on the hill? here. The Yankees are minus 120. The total is eight and a half. Yankees are going to even up the series, man. I will be on the Yankees tomorrow. It seems to be rare. Certainly of late, it's rare. But Montos, he's been up and down, so he scares me a little bit here. But I think he comes up big tomorrow at the stadium. Walker coming off the, uh, what is he, had back spasms or a bulging disc in his back, I believe it's what it is. Uh, and the Yankees hit him pretty hard. They did face him once before. They hit him pretty hard at City Field. They hit a lot, a lot of Adam Bulls, and they didn't get the big hits when it was necessary. I get the Yankees even up the series tomorrow. They win. Uh, I'll tell you what, they, um, I think if you look at the uh, the New York Yankees, we talked about them earlier about getting that little bit of a spark um, after after the, the Aaron Judge and, and the Manoa and the, uh, the Manoa incident uh, over the weekend. There was, they were listless. They had no emotion. So suddenly Judge shows some emotion. Garrett Cole shows some emotion and have won a couple of games in a row. Uh, right now, for the record, the Dodgers who lost four nothing uh, tonight. Bickford got lit up late, um, like a big later. Um, tomorrow, George, short price for the Dodgers, minus 148. By Dodger standards, that's very short. Cor- uh, Burns on the hill here for the Brew Crew against Gonsolin. Under. I'll go the under there. I don't think I'm going to take you a team. I don't care, minus 148 for the Dodgers. That's a good picking match up there. Go run. George Kurtz. Catch him on the grid. Thanks, George. Anytime. Have a great week. Rick Saratella, NFL Drop Bible, SI.com, steps up into the next. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. 
Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Sirius XM Channel 159, throwing it down on the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. It's time to get biblical. The countdown to kickoff is on. We're 16 days away from kickoff, but Rick Saratella... From the NFL Draft Bible is already posting mock drafts on SI.com because he's a psychopath. Rick Saratella steps up. What's going on, Rick? Buckle up, Gabe. It's week zero, man. It's upon us. Love it. I'm ready ready to rock. Uh, you can never start uh, prepping for the NFL Draft uh, too early, but you're right. It's week zero, college football. Can't wait. Kicks off uh, this Saturday. Then there'll be no turning back. And your radio show will be kicking off next week, live daily from the Ocean Casino and Resort 500 Boardwalk. Um, right on the boardwalk, baby. Yeah. In Atlantic uh, City. When does it start? August 29th, Monday, 10 a.m. Eastern. We're going to be live five days a week, really pumped up about a big shout out to Ocean Casino for getting behind that show. And we're going to be talking real football talk in the mornings, man. None of this uh, powder puff fluff nonsense and watered down repetitive mainstream news headlines. We're going to have guests from all over the world. We're going to have our pulse on the NFL, college football. Hey, we'll get into some CFL, some USFL, some XFL, some industry, some scouting, some agent community stuff, man. It's an open affair. Now, we should note, too, the the Ocean Casino Resort's a beautiful property. We've been there before. It's got a great sports book, very comfortable, spacious. It's a massive property, man. It's like Mandalay Bay or something like that. It's literally massive, and it's literally right on the beach, which is, like, super, super cool. There's not a lot of options like that where you could bet on sports and just hang, hang out on the beach uh, as well. It's literally, like, the beach is on the damn doorstep of uh, the casino in Atlantic I City. I going to get Gabriel Morenci down there. Yeah, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. We've always enjoyed We used to go there for March Madness. Yeah. That was my, that was my spot for, uh, for March Madness. Yeah. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, before the pandemic uh, hit. All right, uh, so we'll get into your, uh, we'll get into the mock draft a little bit, but I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that were drafted uh, this year. Kenny P. in the Big P. Pittsburgh. Kenny Pickett's been looking very, very efficient, crisp, and sharp in his preseason performances. Rick, I mean, man, the kid's 19 to 22. Uh, you know what? 73% uh, completion percent. Like he's just off the hook. As far as his, you know, the completion percentage hasn't turned the ball over, thrown a couple of touchdown passes. He's a gamer. I like what I see from Kenny Pickett, and I'll be the first to admit I had my fair share of questions, even though he is the Jersey Shore product. But hey, I've seen enough in this short, brief window of two exhibition games to tell me, hey, this kid can be better 
than Mitchell Trubisky. So let's just get it over with. I know Pittsburgh's ready to anoint Trubisky the starter, and he probably will be. But if I'm if I'm Tomlin, I'm trying to, you know, set myself up for success later on in the season. Get his growing pains out of the way early on because Mitchell Trubisky is going to finish this season as the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Why not throw him into the fire, let him get baptized, and let him go? Let's go. I know what I got in Mitchell Trubisky. I can turn it over to him anytime. To me, Pickett, I think, has the potential to be a better starter. It's one of those – it's a unique situation with Kenny Pickett because he's not young either right I mean the kid's moving on 25 years old which is as old for for a National Football League rookie if they know they're going to play him then I could live with that because you know the question is we could hear well Mitch Trubisky's the veteran but how much better is he than Kenny Pickett that's the question and and if there's not that much of a difference there's going to be growing pains right so you might as well get him out of the way earlier in the season I could live with that sink or swim baby like I said Uh, I have a feeling sometimes you got to go with your gut. What I see, and when you see the players react like that on the sidelines, that's telling. That's leadership. That tells you the guys want to rally behind Kenny Pickett. I'm I'm becoming a believer. Uh, Rick Saratella with us. All right. What about uh, Daniel Jones? He was also effective. Yet there's a difference. Daniel Jones, not a rookie. So I know people are kind of impressed. Oh, look, you know, look at his numbers. He had a great game uh, over the weekend. Yeah, so what? And I've even been a Danny Dimes defender over the years. doesn't matter what he does in the preseason. This kid's been around long enough, so so what? He's got to get it done in the regular season. Brother, I, I, I watched the same game as everybody else. I logged into Twitter around halftime, and everybody was talking about how well Daniel Jones is playing. I said, well, it took us, you know, halfway through the second quarter to get some points on the board here. So, <laughs> you know, if that's performing well, then we're in trouble. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know that the numbers look good. I saw somebody praising, a, uh, I think, the pass to David Sills, a perfectly placed ball. Uh, I saw a wide receiver that had to die for it, whereas if it was just placed in stride, it was an easy touchdown. And I think, you know, Brian Dayball talking uh, pregame, I could hear it in his voice. There's not a lot of confidence behind the one Daniel Jones. And I was a little bit surprised about this. Now, hey, granted, They had both of their starting offensive tackles out there last night, but they had more than half of their offensive line unit injured three backups starting at center and the two guard spots. Not only did they play Daniel Jones, they also played Tyrod Taylor. I just saw Kayvon Thibodeau's out for a month with a uh, meniscus. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, the jets and the giants, both of them off to bad luck with the injuries, the quarterback's going to be a big issue on Broadway, whether you're talking about the blue or the green, it's going to be another debacle year uh, for, for Jersey football. It, it's there was optimism. There's optimism. There was optimism with both teams coming into this year. I think if you're the giants, Look, it does appear as though this is going to be it for Daniel Jones, unless he just absolutely kills it uh, this year. I think they're going to draft a quarterback. And as you wrote in SI.com, they're going to have an opportunity to choose between, you know, a handful of guys, right? There's going to be a bunch of quarterbacks available when the New York Giants are drafting uh, this year. Because if you play Tyrod Taylor, like whatever, Tyrod's average is well, and you really want to just try to win seven games and screw yourself over for a draft pick anyways, I think Dable might just have to bite the bullet on this. But as far as the Jets are concerned, 
really couldn't have been much of a bigger disaster when you consider their best offensive lineman in Becton gets injured and is out for the year. Carl Lawson's their best defensive lineman. He's out for the year. And Zach Wilson, his development gets gets stunted now because he misses the training camp. He misses the time here. But from, from a quarterback standpoint, I think Flacco probably gives him a better chance to win a football game than Wilson does. But it hurts Wilson's development moving forward in the future. Well, it's not even week one yet. <laughs> you know, all this is going on. So, you know, I think that the... That's a good point. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a hard gut check. Like I said in the mock draft, I have the Jets picking number one overall. And that's going to be a hard look reflection in the mirror because Zach Wilson, eh, you know, he might play this year. It wouldn't surprise me if he doesn't play this year. And if he does play, I don't have much confidence that he's going to finish the year healthy. So... When you have the number one overall pick, do you, can you really justify, like Robert Saylor will be going into year four of the rebuild. It'll be year five for Joe Douglas. Can you really say to the fan base or even owner Woody Johnson, who doesn't have much patience, hey, we're going we're gonna to start all over with another new quarterback four years into the rebuild program. I think you got to bite the bullet, and they've made their bed now with this kid, uh, Zach Wilson, and they're going to ride or die with him. But, hey, it might cost Joe Douglas and Robert Saylor a job. You know, but what's crazy is they did such, he's done such a great job. He did a great job with the draft this year. I don't know why they fell in love with this kid when they did, how they did, why they did. No, the pro day. I was on record as saying, you know, we've taught you exactly, you know. I said, listen, go with Justin Fields. If you're going to do it, just take Justin Fields. But without being stated, I was more from the Jets perspective. I thought they should have traded down. That was my deal. I thought they should have traded down. You don't need to take the quarterback just because you're there, especially if the quarterback isn't the guy. I mean, they rolled the dice, like you said. So he's hurt right now again. He doesn't suck, but he's never on the field. So he's going to come back, and then he'll get hurt again, and you'll never really know what you ever have with this kid. And the next thing you know, it'll be like, well, it's year three, and he's only played in nine games. And uh, it's going to be one of those deals uh, with Zach Wilson. Man, time goes by fast uh, for us all. It's amazing how quickly things go. But they uh, they might just have to admit their mistake and uh, and move on. Or, like I said, I think Flacco actually gives them a better chance of winning football games anyways. But it's not like they're going to be winning a lot of games. More with Rick Sarantella on the other side. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.
Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're getting biblical with Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, SI.com. Rick thinks the New York Jets could be on the clock and have the number one pick in the National Football League draft. And um, you've got Will Anderson. Will Anderson uh, out of Alabama, a hybrid linebacker, defensive lineman out of Alabama as the number one pick. It's pretty much a consensus, isn't it, Rick, that if it's not a team that wants a quarterback, it's going to be Will Anderson. No doubt. I think that's, you know, not going to change. And it's not too many times we get a consensus like that. But, you know, he's that good. He's that talented. He's that dominant. And I know you like him as a dark horse for the uh, Heisman Trophy candidacy. I do. We speak to Heisman Trophy voters quite frequently, and they want to vote for an offensive guy. Like they've they've told me point blank. They said, Oh, we're talking and yeah, Will Anderson this, Will Anderson that. Look, Aiden Hutchinson got an invite to New York last year. He yeah. didn't win, but he got an invite. And and he wasn't hype before the year started. Will Anderson has that hype. The voters know about Will, and all those quarterbacks will cannibalize each other. So like you have all those quarterbacks and then Will Anderson. Like he's going to New York. I know that. He's gonna get an invite. So on you know, if I, if he's getting an invite at thirty to one. And I got a seat in the room. I got to get, you know, I want that seat. Yeah. Well, I mean, Alabama, as always, they have a chance to run the table. They have a chance to win the national championship. But, you know, as funny as it might sound, he he really only has to worry about being the best player on his own team. Because if he's, if he's the more valuable player than Bryce Young, well, then he's probably going to be the Heisman Trophy winner. But he might not. You know, they might offset each other because, as you know, the quarterbacks get all the glitz and the glamour. But, you know, Will Anderson has the potential to come out, be a 20-sack guy, blow up plays, uh, take fumble recoveries and run them back to the ends. And I think that's a big part of it being on these ESPN highlight shows and uh, doing all those big man linemen dancing in the end zone, showing that we could put points on the board, too. Remember, Charles Woodson did that. Um you know, I'm, I'm starting to come around. I think I said I was going to bypass that at 30 to one. I might start coming back around again and considering that, but I do like his odds. And the way my board shaked up, the first three teams didn't necessarily need a quarterback. So uh, I could see defensive picks coming off the board with the two first two slots potentially. And I agree. So you've got the Atlanta Falcons right there. And I think there's a potential for the Falcons to be the worst team in the National Football League this year. But let's be real. I think on offense, they're going to they're gonna put some points up on the board. They've got talent on offense, but they've got to address things defensively. And you've got them going local with Jalen Carter out of, uh, out of Georgia. And, you know, speaking of these Georgia players, man, like uh, you look at Jordan Davis, uh, you know, un- unbelievable. Um, you know, just so much talent um, from that program, even though that being stated, I like the Ducks plus 17 and a half in week one uh, this year. But Jalen Carter, the next badass, how good is Jalen Carter? Well, Stetson Bennett's going to have something to say about that. But, uh, you know, Jalen Carter is. Yeah, let, let Stetson have something to say about that. <laughs> so, does, so does Bo Nix. <laughs> hey, 
this kid Carter, the NFL scouts will tell you he's better than Trayvon Walker and and Jordan Davis. So that's how talented he is. He he would have gone off the board before either one of those guys if he was in last year's draft. So he's a guy you can move him up and down the defensive line. Uh, he can rush the passer. He can get into the backfield. He's got athleticism. He's got uh, brute strength, and he's a he's a guy that can take over games, dominate the line of scrimmage. And when you can do all those things, well, you're going to put yourself in consideration for to be a top pick. Rick Saratella, NFL Draft Bible, kick it with us. So Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield will be the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. I guess that's not a complete uh, surprise. What do you think happens with Sam Darnold's career from from here on out now? Oh. Like has Sam, has he fully gotten a shot? You know what I mean? Like he's on a terrible Jet team. He goes to Carolina. They're terrible as well. It might be one of these deals where that is true, but he also might be average, right? So an average quarterback on bad teams, you know, but what about his career? He'll probably have to go that Marcus Mariota route where he backs up for a couple of years. Maybe something yeah. opens up down the line. But I mean, this guy really, ha- he, he, he came into the league as a plateaued quarterback. He never showed any improvement. In fact, you could argue his rookie year might've been his best season. Now you could argue that his second to last year in college was his best year. He, you know, which was his first year essentially. Remember, he took everybody by, he took the world by storm. Yeah. Then there was talk of tanking for Paul. Remember, there was like, all right, we're going to tank for this guy. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. For like from the Carson Palmer tree into into Sam Darnold, all the USC quarterbacks, the USC quarterbacks. Look, there was all that hype about him, but he was actually – he wasn't great in his last season. I'm not going to say it was a senior season whatever. I guess he would have been a junior at the time, whatever. But he wasn't great. I think he was forcing things. And then in the National Football League – listen, I always thought he was overrated, to be honest with you. He does have – he does have the, the, the tools and the attributes, but looks like it's the end of the line for him. As you stated, he'll be a, he's a career backup now. Well, you know, unfortunately, I had to suffer through all of Sam Darnold and Daniel Jones starts, and it's it's the guy. It's, it's the abuse guy. for people there, yeah, right? But it's the guys that tell you me. You throw that. in Rutgers, bro. It hasn't been pretty over the years. <laughs> you know, but you know, you can't tell me like the great quarterbacks at some point in their career. On any given Sunday, right? One of these Sundays, they put the team on their back. Yeah. And, Team the victory. Well, sort of like Josh Allen. Like, remember the Bills line wasn't good right. before? He fought through it. Good guys will fight through it, right? And never saw Darnold or, or Daniel Jones, for that matter, ever do that, where they just kind of carried the team to a victory. Now, I've seen plays where Darnold makes these rare, unique throws, but if you actually watch the whole game, he played terrible all game. He's running for his life. He makes this uh, great athletic throw on the run, and they're praising him on SportsCenter, but, you know, it's really not what the media makes it out to be, and I just never saw that flash or that glimpse of, like, hey, that's my quarterback. Like, I just never got it. Yet, we we see there's going to be emergency situations where teams are going to need a quarterback. It happens. You know, it, it happens. If you're at the right place at the, at the right time, it's interesting. I wonder if the New York Jets wish they had Sam Darnold right now again. Yeah, right. Well, hey, look at the Vikings. Their backups are so bad, they traded for Nick Mullins, a guy that nobody wanted. This kid Nick Mullins has been cut by at least half a dozen teams. Yeah, it goes to show how good Shanahan is because he set a Monday Night Football record one night with, yeah. uh, with, with yeah. Shanahan and San Francisco. So go. Baker, yeah, but Baker Mayfield gets the job yet. He's on the clock. He didn't get a contract extension, so he's on a one-year deal here right now. Carolina need 
a quarterback of the future for real. Like, they've screwed this up over and over and over and over and over and over again. I don't know. Maybe Baker is really good there. And and he's that guy. I mean, he's got that Matt Rule personality, right? They've got that chip on their shoulder and stuff. Not a lot of talent around him to work with. Well, I don't care how good he is. I don't think he has enough talent to bring that team to the playoffs. And I got news for you. They might all be on the clock. Scott Fitterer, Matt Rule, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darn. I mean, they, they might all be gone next year. So, you know, they got to win some ball games. I don't see Baker Mayfield making that a playoff contender. And so <clears throat> they got the unfortunate news, third round pick, Matty Corral from Ole Miss. He's out for the season now, rookie quarterback who they had potential for. And so Sam Darnold will be the backup. They already know about that. That was a failed experiment. They're going to roll the dice with Baker Mayfield. But I mean, listen, anything north of uh, four or five victories would be a miracle. And in your mock draft right now, it's available at SI.com. Uh, Carolina Panthers, C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. You think that's that's the fit for them? Uh, you think Stroud's going to be the top quarterback taken? Well, you know, I mean, again, it could be a crapshoot because you don't know who will be the GM. You don't know who will be the head coach. But I think if the draft was held today, C.J. Stroud would be the first quarterback off the board. And we've talked a lot about um, we've talked a lot about Will Levis. New York Giants, you've got him right now going seventh to the New York Giants. Yeah, because I think if you look at where Brian Dayball had success with Josh Allen, similar frame uh, as Josh Allen, six foot five quarterback, strong arm, not as strong, but can make all the throws, operates well on the move, can run the play action, thrives in an RPO situation, and can pick up the first down with the feet when needed. He has very similar traits and characteristics to that of Josh Allen. So if he wanted to build an offense around a quarterback like Josh Allen, I think Will Levis kind of fits that bill. Rick Saratella, Kate, with us just for a couple more moments. Uh, Rick, if there's one thing I'll disagree with, you got the Seattle Seahawks drafting ninth. I think they'll be drafting higher than that. <laughs> I think they'll be drafting higher than that. And I, you know, they're, they're another team that was patient uh, this year as far as the quarterback is concerned. You know, it's interesting to see if if all these quarterbacks that everybody loves so much will still be so popular, right? You know, it's funny. Like, the seasons, things change, man, with college football quickly. Which, oh, yeah, that guy, oh, no, no, he's not, he's not a top-ten pick anymore, that guy. But Van Dyke is a very intriguing quarterback. And, of course, you've got Bryce Young as well. But seems like next year will be the year for Seattle to pull the trigger on a quarterback. They have to, right? I mean, a, a year of Geno Smith. I mean, I know Pete Car- Carroll's already all gray, but a year of Geno Smith to Drew Locke. I mean, you know, he's that's going to wear on you. He's right? aged a lot. He looks older already, Pete. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Geno Smith and Drew Locke, get ready, uh, because there's going to be no choice but to take a quarterback. And, and and this is, again, I call it the dream scenario where Bryce Young could potentially fall to them. And I have them taken because they, they also have the 49ers uh, they have another pick later on in the first round, and I have them taking uh, uh, Noah Sewell, the brother of Penne Sewell. And so they can get the quarterback on offense, the quarterback of their defense, uh, be right back in contention. Tyler Van Dyke from Miami, they call him TVD down there. Another accurate guy, he works the uh, short to intermediate passing well. He, he was on fire down the stretch of the season. I don't think any quarterback had more momentum than him. Always a pleasure, Rick. Thanks for the time. Appreciate you, brother. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. Thanks to Rick Saratella for kicking it with us. NFL Drop Bible, SI.com. Quickest 100 minutes in sports talk radio continues. I am Gabriel Morenci. So countdown to kickoff is on 16 days until uh, kickoff uh, right now. And uh, we want to share some more plays with you, some more futures. We've gone over the divisions. We've gone over win totals. We, we're going to recap everything before we're said and done. Well, you can follow me on Twitter at SportsRage. And, uh, and follow the uh, Sports Grid Twitter account, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio, and Sports Grid TV. There's three of them, uh, but I post uh, videos with NFL futures as well. So let's talk some player props right now. Kirk Cousins. Uh, I expect Kirk Cousins to have a very big year this year. And listen, Kirk Cousins actually has pretty big years all the time, to be honest. That's sort of one of his deals. He's sort of, let's be real, I think he's more of a... Um, I think he's more of a uh, he's a he's been a stat guy, right? But you know, listen, Kirk Cousins has been with Minnesota for four years. Only four other quarterbacks in the NFL have thrown for more touchdown passes than him. I'm sure, like a lot of people don't realize that. But if he has weapons to work with and you give him time, he's going to get the ball to them. He was under a difficult circumstance and situation with the with the coach in Mike Zimmer in which Zimmer didn't like him, and Kirk Cousins knew he didn't like him. And Zimmer was also very, very old school. Justin Jefferson's on record is calling it a prehistoric dinosaur uh, age about how they've stepped into the future and, you know, basically saying Zimmer was holding them back uh, before. 
Listen, Kevin O'Connell's been around a long time, right? He's been a quarterback, SDSU. He was with the Patriots. Uh, he was with the Rams. He's the offensive coordinator of the Super Bowl champion team last year. He's the one that helped, like, design all this Cooper Cup stuff. The Jefferson's going to step into this role right now. So, listen, Kirk Cousins' passing yard prop is 4,199 and a half. So, in other words, he needs to get to 4,200 yards. All right? He needs to get to 4,200 yards. The Vikings wide receiver core is deep and well-rounded. Justin Jefferson, you just heard George Kurtz was, was, uh, was with us earlier. He said Jefferson is the number one fantasy wide receiver. All right. Um, Jefferson's ready to break out and be the top wide receiver in the NFL. You've got Adam Thielen. Thielen, he's not the same player that he was a couple of years ago, but at the same point in time, he's still a reliable player. K.J. Osborne is an underrated player. Irv Smith at the tight end position, when healthy, also very good. You throw in, you throw in the backs, um, you throw in the backs. Like, listen, we talk about Dalvin Cook, and there is always this. And Dalvin Cook has had problems uh, staying on the field uh, for for 17 games, 16, 7, now 17 games, etc. But at the same point in time. There's not a real massive drop-off. And he doesn't miss a ton of games. He just sort of gets beat up here or there. And the fact is, listen, Madison has been very, uh, very effective uh, for them. So, you know what? Like, if you look at their offense, Jefferson, Thielen, Osborne, Smith, Dalvin Cook, uh, Madison, uh, you know, the offensive line is solid. The defense is improved. This is a dangerous Vikings football team. They played the Packers in week one. I like the offensive skill uh, position that they have here. Now, we can't overemphasize just how prehistoric and predictable Mike Zimmer's offense was. All right? So, listen, Kirk Cousins, had he was handcuffed with this offense, and he went over 4,200 yards in three of the four seasons. Um, all right? Now, if we want to dig a little bit uh, deeper here, as far as the uh, the touchdown props are concerned, You can get over 30 touchdown passes for Kirk Cousins, uh, like minus 155. Bet MGM had that up. Like they have a prop, like 30 or more touchdown passes from each quarterback, and they have different odds for each QB. And then, or you could bet the 31 and a half at like minus 110. So Kirk Cousins' touchdown prop is 31 and a half, or you can lay the 30. So as we stated, man, uh, the fact is, in his four years with the Vikings, only four quarterbacks in the NFL have thrown for more touchdown passes uh, than him. And in fact, he has thrown for 30 or more touchdown passes in three of his four seasons with the Minnesota Vikings. And they're, they're poised to break out offensively this year. So we're down with Kirk Cousins. Um, Kirk Cousins over passing yards and over 30 or 31 and a half touchdowns however you want to approach it as i stated you can lay 155 for the 30 or just go 110 for over 31 and a half i would go over the 130 i would i don't have a problem with going over 31 and a half i think he probably finishes about 35 37 uh, or so so we like uh, cousins over passing yards and over touchdown passes which correlates into justin jefferson so, Justin Jefferson's receiving yard prop is 1,349.5 yards. It's high, but it's, you know, it's high with good reason. So, as we stated and as we've emphasized, we know that Mike Zimmer's offense was prehistoric and predictable, yet he went over this number in both of his years. Um, we all know, too, that year three is the year where, uh, where you break out. 
All right, so listen. Justin Jefferson, for people who don't realize this, he only needs 1,148 yards this year to break Randy Moss's NFL record for most yards ever in the fir- in, a, in your first three years in the National Football League by a wide receiver. All right, he's top 1,400 already twice, and now he's got the same dude that just ran the offense that had got set Cooper Cup, uh, got Cooper Cup a record-setting season. Justin Jefferson is in a an incredibly good situation right now to shine health is the only key and it's always going to be the issue when you're betting on a player prop and the health here it's correlated because we've got we've got Kirk Cousins and Jefferson but there's no reason why um, you know if they stay healthy that we don't hit all of these Jefferson over yards Kirk Cousins over passing yards Jefferson over receiving yards and Cousins over touchdowns Jefferson is on record as stating he thinks he can get to 2,000 yards. Um, but he said 16 is the benchmark. that he's That's his goal this year. He said 2,000 is a possibility, but 1,600 is his goal. He had 1,400 or more in his, in his two seasons already. And as we stated, he needs uh, 1,148 yards to break Randy Moss's uh, record of the most uh, receiving yards by a wide receiver in the first three years of his career. So Kirk Cousins over passing yards, Kirk Cousins over touchdown passes, Justin, Justin Jefferson over receiving yards, 1,349 and a half. Let's talk about Zach Ertz. This, this number is really flying under the radar here with Zach Ertz. There's, there's props out there, Zach Ertz receiving yards, 649 and a half. Zach Ertz is going to be a massive part of the Cardinals offense this year. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins is out for the first six games of the year. You look at the players that they have on Arizona, and Zach Ertz is the best player. And Zach Ertz had a big impact when he was with Arizona last year, and now he, you know, he has a full training camp with Kyler Murray. He didn't. He joined them, you know, basically midseason last year. Zach Ertz has played in the National Football League uh, nine seasons. He's gone over 649 and a half in eight of his nine seasons, including the last eight. All right, eight of nine and eight in a row. The one that he didn't, he was a rookie. Zach Ertz played 11 games with Arizona last year. He caught 56 balls for 576 yards. So the prop is 649 and a half right now. In 11 games, he caught 56 balls. Uh, for 576. Now, his reception prop is a little bit different at different books. I've seen it at 61 and a half, 60 and a half, and 63, 64 and a half. I still think he goes over all those numbers, but obviously you want to get the best number. But I expect Zach Ertz to have a very big year this year. So as we stated, look, 56 balls in 11 games last year. Uh, 576 yards. So he's going to have a full slate now. He's got a full training camp to get you know acclimated to the offense and the team. And um, DeAndre Hopkins isn't going to be there for the first six games, which really opens up the um, opens up the window for Zach Ertz to put uh, big yards up. I, like I said, I don't uh, I don't have a problem with the reception prop either. It was 60 and a half. MGM had a nice number at 60 and a half. I'm seeing it higher at other spots. Um, for the record, he's gone over 60 and a half in seven of his nine seasons in the National Football League. 
I expect Zach Ertz to have a big year uh, this year. I like the Zach Ertz prop. So Zach Ertz over receiving yards, 649.5. And uh, Zach Ertz over receptions, 60.5 or whatever number you can get. Shop around and you'll get the best possible number. We've got a defensive prop uh, here for you as well. You don't tell me uh, if you tune into the show. We're not giving you a little bit of something of everything. So we got a defensive prop here for you. And this one's pretty kind of simple in, uh, in Micah Parsons. We talked about it a little bit last night. And listen, I understand that Micah Parsons isn't. The thing is, it's not like he was flying under the radar last year. Opposing defenses and, uh, and um, I was going to say coordinators knew. Everybody knew how good this player was, right? I mean, a lot of teams just screwed up. This is one player that I got right. If you guys remember last year in a draft, I was like, man, I don't know why the hell the New York Giants don't draft this guy. He's the new Lawrence Taylor, right? And everybody knew how good he was, so it wasn't like it was a surprise. But I get it. They're going to double-team him more now, and there's game tape of him and stuff like that. But it doesn't matter. Listen, the kid finished with 13 sacks last year as a rookie. He's he's dominating in camp right now. He's a type of kid that wants to be the best player. He wants to set records. He wants to make a lot of money. And he's openly talked about breaking the all-time sack record and getting to 23 sacks. And I like that these modern players uh, announce their goals. It helps us uh, with our prop betting. Right? Like so, so, yeah, so Micah Parsons is on record. He did an interview and he said, I think I can get to 15 sacks. He said, I'm gunning for the all-time record. I think I could break the record one day. But, you know, he said anything less than 15 would be a disappointment. And he had 13 last year. The prop is 10 and a half. So even if he regresses a little bit, let's say he has the same, 13, you win the bet. All right, he has one less, 12. We win the bet. He has 11, we win the bet. I don't think he's going to have less than double digits. I do believe he should get to, I, I believe his number. I think he's going to get to, you know, 14 to 16 sacks type of deal. Uh, I think the number is a little light at 10 and a half. So let's go Micah Parsons over 10 and a half sacks. So to recap, Kirk Cousins over 4,199 and a half passing yards. Kirk Cousins over... 30 touchdown passes, 30 touchdown passes or more at minus 155, or if you want to go 31 and a half at minus 110. We're all in on Justin Jefferson, over 1,349 and a half receiving yards for Justin Jefferson. Zach Ertz, over 649 and a half receiving yards. Zach Ertz, over 60 and a half receptions. Micah Parsons, over 10 and a half sacks. The late night anger man for class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. All right, thanks to all of our guests tonight, George Kurtz, Rick Saratella, Russell Baxter, some great football talk. Countdown to kickoff is on. Man, we've been giving you a lot of NFL futures. We just gave you a bunch of more. Uh, we're going to be pulling the trigger on uh, all these divisional plays. We went over them last night. We'll recap everything. Um, that you know what we got to start getting back into the college football. Listen, it's week zero this week, so tomorrow night we're going to break start breaking down the games game by game. So we'll be completely prepared for the first weekend of play, and um, we've got to start going through the conferences actually, and uh, giving you uh, our conference winners, conference by conference. We've gone over every division. We've gone over all the NFL win totals. We we just gave you some player props. Uh, we'll have a couple of more player props. We got a couple of other sort of loose ends. I do like the uh, the coach of the year prop a lot in the NFL. You know why? There's good. There's good, it pays well no matter who wins. So if you're betting the coach of the year in the National Football League, you can you can take a couple of these guys and and if one of them wins, if one of them wins, you were going to make money. I think McDaniel in Miami is in the best situation to win coach of the year. If you look at the, you know, listen, the Miami Dolphins are loaded. It's basically, they like to give it to a new coach, right? So it's sort of, you know, it sets up nicely. I actually also think O'Connell in, um, in Minnesota is in the mix. I don't get the love affair with Staley. Staley's the favorite again right now at 14-1. Brian Dable is the second choice at 14-1. The Giants aren't going to be very good. The Jaguars are going to suck. Doug Peterson's the third choice. Kevin O'Connell at 16-1 is definitely worth a look. And Mike McDaniel is now 20-1, which I think is great value. Like, the Dolphins will probably have the best record. Like, he'll have the best record out of any of the new coaches with any of the teams. Which means he'll probably win coach of the year. 20 to 1. Other than that, you're on your own. We do like the Cardinals in the afternoon. Later. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, 
Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.